I'm Sarah McKay. Today's leadership quote comes from Dolly Parton. If your actions create a legacy that inspires others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, then you're an excellent leader. The Leader Assistant Podcast exists to encourage and challenge assistants to become confident, game-changing leader assistants. Hey friends, it's your host, Jeremy Burrows, and I just wanted to let you know a little bit about today's sponsor. The Leader Assistant Podcast is brought to you by Goody. With employee burnout at all-time highs, it's so important to make your team feel appreciated and recognized. With Goody, you can connect your HR system and automatically send gifts for employees' birthdays and work anniversaries. Talk about automating before your role is automated. It's a modern, hands-free way to show your team members how much you appreciate them. Goody is free to start gifting, and you can get a $20 credit when you sign up. Be sure to mention the Leader Assistant Podcast, and Goody will add an extra $10 credit to your account. Go to leaderassistant.com slash Goody to give Goody a try. Hey, friends. Thanks for tuning in to the Leader Assistant Podcast. It's your host, Jeremy Burrows. Welcome to episode 179. You can check out the show notes for this episode at leaderassistant.com slash 179. And today I'm excited to be joined by, uh, let's see, Sarah McKay. That's right. Sarah, how's it going? Hey, Jeremy. I'm well. How are you doing? Doing okay. Just trying to keep everything straight and remember who I'm talking to, you know, just a normal, normal day in the life of an assistant, right? Yes, I know that's right. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) And okay, so you're executive assistant at a company called Wave. Tell us uh, about your role and what your company does. Yeah, so super exciting. I work at a music tech startup called Wave, and they do live virtual concerts in the metaverse. Uh, Company started about six years ago by... um, two incredible tech guys that had an idea and it really took off during COVID. We actually just got nominated for an MTV uh, music award. We found out. (laughs) Yeah. That's fun. Uh, Two days ago, uh, MTV added a metaverse uh, category and our Justin Bieber concert that was aired in November of 2021 is nominated. So you guys can go vote if you want to. (laughs) But yeah, it's an incredible company. It's uh, mostly remote. We do have a studio in Los Angeles, but the majority of our um, engineers and whatnot are all over the US. And um, yeah, I support primarily the CEO and co-founder. And then, but I also, as EAs do, help wherever I'm needed. So it's been fun. I've been doing all different kinds of things in the last, I've been there five months. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And congrats to your team on the, on the nomination. That's awesome. So let's, let's talk a little bit about your career journey to get here. How did you end up being an assistant? Uh, as a, a lot of assistants, I think I hear on this podcast say, I kind of fell into it. Um, I am from Michigan, a small town, but Metro Detroit is home where I actually am right now. And I went to Wayne State University and studied public relations. I was always kind of interested in journalism and pop culture. And I thought, oh, you know, PR would be great. 
So I started interning at a PR firm, a music PR firm, my senior year of college, and then was hired on as an assistant publicist. So that was kind of my first taste of being an assistant. I helped a lot with the campaigns, but also, you know, did the assistant stuff, you know, helping with the office and being the right hand to the lead publicist. Um, Unfortunately, my mom got sick during that time. And that's when I really kind of realized that I was a great right hand, Um, just realizing I could go to school, help her work a job and keep it all together. Um, You know, I really realized, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm great at helping people. That's where I thrive. And it's always kind of been that way. When I moved to Los Angeles, uh, five years ago, I started as a production assistant in working in film. And then I did some coordinating jobs and eventually found myself supporting a showrunner as a very entry-level executive assistant role. And then after that, I worked for a fashion designer, which is my first real kind of executive assistant, personal assistant, big, you know, role. And um, it was a great learning experience. I really kind of got thrown into the fire and uh, wasn't the best fit, unfortunately, but that's okay. Uh, Then I worked at a beauty agency And I started there in the beginning of 2019 and we worked with like Jennifer Lopez's makeup artist, Beyonce's hairstylist, um, all kinds of different beauty artists in Los Angeles. And it was incredible. And I loved it. And I got to wear so many hats and I was even doing, you know, some like junior agent work and then COVID hit, of course. So things slowed down there and I went back to film when the world started to open up again. The agency I was working with, unfortunately, was not as busy to bring me back on. But I had some friends that were still in production that brought me on to some roles. And I worked on a couple Bravo shows. You might know Million Dollar List in Los Angeles and Real Housewives of Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. which was fun. But the hours are crazy and it's just not sustainable. And I had been looking for something, you know, to harness my skills in the EA world. And it was like serendipity. The recruiter at Wave found me as my contract was ending ending on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I hadn't heard of Wave. And I'll always have a conversation. So anyone that reaches out to me, you know, I always think it's good to have a conversation. And even if you just, it's always good to have a conversation, practice, whatever. And uh, as I talked to the recruiter and did some research on Wave, I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And I say this to everyone. I've never gone through an interview process where I not only had rapport, but I felt like I could hang out with every single person I talked to. Everyone was awesome. And I was like, this is definitely a company I want to be at. These are the kind of people I want to work with. And I started in early 2022 and I don't think I'll ever look back. It's been a journey, an incredible journey. Um, It was a little tough at first because it was my first um, completely remote role. Like I've had roles, you know, with COVID things went remote, but I've never started at a job where it starts off remote, but we've done a great job at working together and, you know, it's, 
it's such an incredible team. And my president says it perfectly. He says, we're a case study in creating remote culture. And we really pride ourselves on that because we do a lot. I'm one of the leads. We have social pods uh, that we call them throughout the U.S. And I'm the lead on the SoCal social pod. So, you know, I'm putting together an event for the SoCal group. And then we have like the Northeast group. And, you know, it's really cool that we're finding ways to stay in touch. And we have all these different Slack channels and we do virtual, you know, team building events and things like that while these incredible engineers are developing magic. And then, you know, I'm so honored to support the CEO who is just incredible. I have a little bit of imposter syndrome sometimes, but it's, yeah, it's been an incredible experience. So there's my long winded answer. Oh, that's great. Thanks for sharing. So tell us about the remote work thing. So what does that mean? Uh, what did you call it? The the chapter? Is that what you said? The The, the regional director or whatever of your social yeah. remote thing? Yes. So we have, um, we call them social pods. There is social pod. That's Cal- what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Social pods. We have Northern California, Southern California, the Northeast, um, Southeast, which kind of merges with Northeast because there aren't too many people there. Um, and so when, when I started, um, I knew one of the big things they needed help on was, a company retreat. They'd been wanting to bring the entire team together. So that was one of my first big projects. I started in February, early February. At the end of April, I had put together this company retreat in Santa Monica where everyone flew in. And so it was wild and it was awesome. Um, And then, you know, that kind of got our gears turning and, you know, the president, I sat down with the president and we had just actually just hired our HR director. She met us for the first time at the company retreat Hmm. and uh, we all kind of got together and said, you know, we need to keep this going and keep this camaraderie going. Uh, You know, many of these people had never seen anyone else face to face. So we developed the social pods. We have the micro and macro pods, macro, obviously coming together at our company retreat, which we plan to do um, once a year. But then we have, like I said, the SoCal pod is doing something next month where we're getting together in the Northeast pod, but then some of the pods like Southeast is smaller. So they're going to join the Northeast. And if anyone from Texas is available to come join the SoCal pod, you know, we'll invite them with us. and. Um, And then we also do virtual trivia. We're looking into doing virtual cooking classes and all kinds of gaming nights, all kinds of cool things. Wow. So lots of intentional activities for coming together so that you don't lose that social relational connection, right? Yes, absolutely. Nice. So, okay. So let's stay on the topic of remote work for just a minute. What is one of the ways that you've seen your team or that you've done yourself to stay kind of alert or in in the know or even read your executive's mind when you're not in the same room as them? What What are some practical things you've done to really get past that disconnect other than the obviously the social in-person things.
Are you ready to elevate your career in 2024? I'm Maggie Olson, founder of Nova Chief of Staff Certification, the first of its kind online course for aspiring and existing chiefs of staff. With curriculum taken directly from on-the-job responsibilities, Nova's self-paced learning modules provides you with hands-on experience so you can feel competent and confident moving into a chief of staff style role. It's the perfect next step for executive assistants. Head to leaderassistant.com slash Nova to learn more, grab the syllabus, and enroll today. Sure. So that is an interesting question. Um, It was tough at first. Uh, When I started, I demanded a lot of one-on-ones with my executive. You know, we do a lot of Zoom calls. And Mm -hmm. originally, I feel like I'm pretty intuitive and empathetic and thank goodness my exec and I, we really just kind of got each other pretty well, but I bug him probably more than he would like. I mm-hmm. ask him a lot of questions, you know, because I feel like it's, you, you don't know until you know. So I'd rather bug him and get it the correct answer than guess. And he is also like, we've learned our ways to communicate and he's pretty good at being like, letting me know things that are high priority. And we do have um, our one-on-ones every Friday. So we go over the schedule and we talk about, you know, what we need to do for the next week, who we are still trying to get in touch with, et cetera. And he lets me know, you know, the levels of the priority. And now, as I mentioned, I'm still a little newer. So now I'm going to start sitting in on some of the calls and, you know, taking notes and being more of a fly on the wall so that I can absorb things more. Um, I'm also, I do one-on-ones with the president as well, which is awesome because he's great when my exec doesn't have to, my CEO doesn't have time. I can always pick his brain. And honestly, everyone has been so available to me. It's been great, you know, and no one's ever made me feel like a question is dumb. They're always, you know, of ask any question. And that has been so helpful. And it's just a really great team. Yeah. It helps when you work with great people, right? Yeah. It really does. I, yeah, we've gotten, we hit the jackpot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love it. Love it. So let's, uh, let's talk about being a new assistant. So you're, you know, relatively new, uh, to this organization, uh, maybe being a new assistant at a new company, or even even just a new role at your current company. Uh, It can be scary, a new environment, you're not comfortable with people yet. Um, You mentioned in your, when you filled out the survey for the podcast, I asked you a few questions and you mentioned talking about being a new assistant and you said you think, you immediately think of with great power comes great responsibility. So tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe tips or your experience of being in a new assistant in a new organization and um, how can those listening really take take uh, the reins on a new opportunity like that? Yeah, sure. I mean, yes, with great... Um... Yes, we we hold the reins, assistants. As, you know, as we all know, we do all of the the behind the scenes work, which is one of the things I do love about being an assistant. I just realized being in production might have fed to that because you know, making TV. I've I've always been behind the scenes, but um, 
I think, as I mentioned, there's never a dumb question. I think you really have to involve yourself as much as you can, uh, be that fly on the wall, you know, talk to as many people as you can ask if you can sit on on meetings. Uh, my first real assistant job, which I would say was with the fashion designer. Um, it was, it was also actually remote. Um, but it wasn't supposed to be, it was just the assistant or the uh, exec wasn't as available. And, um, it was very overwhelming. And I think you have to take things one step at a time, instead of looking at your entire list of to do's or the, the calendar, which can look crazy, be like, okay, I'm going to focus on today. What does today look like? What do I need to get done for today? What do I need my exec's calendar to be like for today? I know when I started this job, I was working with three execs calendars. Um, (laughs) My first day I looked at the calendar, I was like, oh my gosh, no. But now I look at it and I'm like, I got this easy peasy. It's just, you take it one step at a time. And I really think asking questions is the biggest thing. And, you know, trying to connect with other people in the company, you know, I reach out to the engineers, the marketing team, anyone, and just say, Hey, I'm new here. Like, what do you do? How long have you been here? Any sort of questions, Intel connections you can make that's going to benefit you in the long run. And just, I also, um, wasn't super privy to the metaverse when I started this job, but I've been, you know, doing my, on my downtime, doing research on it, just absorbing as much as I can and trying to learn. I think that's the best advice I could give. And just, yeah, don't get overwhelmed one step at a time. I make a lot of lists too. I love my digital lists and my notebook. Nice. What do you use for keeping track of your digital lists? I'm super basic. I <laughs> do this Mac stickies note, but I have like a formatting way. I've tried to use OneNote and other programs, but this just works best for me. It's on my desktop at all times. I have it formatted in the way I need it. And then I also have a notebook that I'll take with me if I might not necessarily be able to have my computer or phone right next to me, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. You you know, I always talk about it doesn't matter what tool you use. It just matters the tactics that you employ with those tools. And so if those tools work for you, then they work for you. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, I love it. And I, if I'm somewhere where I know I can't write it down right away, I'll send myself an email. Say I'm at dinner with a friend or something. And my boss is like, I need you to do this. I'll send myself an email, you know, with what needs to be done so that I'll see it next time I can check my email or I'm at my computer or whatever. Yeah. That's also very helpful. Nice. So you mentioned when you started at Wave, you didn't know anything about the metaverse. I have heard from a few assistants, even just this week, who are looking for a new job opportunity and they're, they've been interviewing and they've gotten far and people seem to really connect and like them, but then they, they don't have that um, subject matter expertise for the industry. Mm-hmm. And so how did you overcome that? How did you communicate that? Listen, I can learn about your industry. <laughs> I don't have to know your industry yeah. in order right. for my skills to be transferable. 
Right. Right. Well, you just said it. I think especially being an, a, an EA, our skills are transferable. So confidence is definitely one thing. Um, I will say having a music and production background helped me, but just expressing an interest, you know, I think that's huge. Um, you have to be, it's better. You have to be willing and able. It's better to be, you know, willing than able. If you're able to do it, but you're not willing, then, you know, that's a problem. So Mm -hmm. expressing confidence and interest, um, is huge, but yeah, the car is just kind of aligned. Um, you know, we're a very new company and I, um, did have the music. It's, it's funny. I, didn't entirely know what I was getting into until I got into it. And my Mm -hmm. mind constantly blown by what this company does. And it's so fascinating, but I think, you know, if you can show that you're able to learn and take on new things, then people are going to be attracted to that. You know, I started, I worked at a beauty agency. I didn't know much about beauty, but things are transferable and you just have to be willing and able to step up and show that you'll take initiative and do what is needed. And I'm constantly researching on my downtime. You know, I'm constantly trying to learn about even startups and just the mechanics of how everything in the tech world works. And I would definitely do that. If there's a a company you're interested in research as much of it as you can before an interview, know as much of it as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. So, okay. You have some fun experience in entertainment, music, all that media industry, beauty industry, any crazy stories that you can share or funny stories you can share? Or both? <laughs> one of the, cra- this is in the entertainment. What it's, it's always sticks out to me. One of the craziest experiences of my life in LA rather was living at Jared Leto's house, working on a documentary with him. Um, I was new to LA and I had applied for a researcher position, which is, it was a documentary. So it's, you know, looking up facts and fact checking things and whatever. And, um, I thought that I had got, it's so funny. I thought I had gotten the job, didn't hear back from the production manager the next day. And I was like, Oh, I guess they didn't want me after all. And then this number started calling me the next day. And, uh, it was a production manager and she said, Oh, we, we do want you to work for us. You know, can you be here at noon? And she texts me an address. I'm like, sure. And so I'm like getting around. She goes, by the way, we're at Jared Leto's house. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I find out when I get there that I'm working on a Jared Leto documentary. It's called the day in the life of America. We shot in all 50 States on the 4th of July. He calls it an apolitical portrait of America. We followed all different walks of life on the 4th of July. It was actually pretty incredible. Hmm. And I ended up getting promoted to the story coordinator because I ended up producing several of the stories, coordinating shoots and things like that. But I mean, I'm not kidding. We lived at Jared Leto's house. We had air mattresses in our office and we were working, you know, in all the time zones around the clock. And it was actually all women on our team. Um, it was, 
it was, yeah, it was really incredible. And that right after that is when I got my first CA role. I think that experience really kind of showed me like, wow, I can juggle anything. I can do anything. It was, it was intense. It was wild, but we did it. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's, it's pretty interesting how the entertainment world and the startup world have similarities in the sense of, you know, you always hear these stories of startups that started in a garage or like a bunch of, you know, guys in a dorm, you know, Mm. (laughs) working all night. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, I'm sure that's an experience you will, uh, never forget. So Mm -hmm. Definitely. And you learn how to, how to, uh, adapt and and be on your feet and figure things out. I'm sure. Yes, exactly. It was, yes. You know, we now have people calling me. I mean, I remember walking into work and being asked to do this one specific kind of wild thing, find a jail we can film in a prison we can film in. I'm like, what? In in (laughs) Georgia. And I'm like, okay, but I did it, you know? So you, you push yourself to the limit and then you realize like, wow, I really can do that. And it was, that that was just, it It was like, wow, I can make things happen. So if I start to doubt myself, I have to remind myself of all the things I have done. You know, I'm like, I can, I got this. I can do that. I got this. Good deal, Sarah. Well, thanks for sharing. Um, Just excited to uh, hear different stories and hear about your career and your insights. So the last question uh, that I'd ask a lot of my guests is in your mind, uh, what makes an assistant a leader? I always hear this on your podcast and I always think about this and I think, you know, it's just not being afraid to ask the questions, you know, we are so behind the scenes but it's okay to not always have all of the answers. It's okay to involve other people. Um, just not being afraid to yeah, ask questions, to not have all the answers sometimes, but be, finding that confidence in, in yourself and within your team, just being open, I think, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Thank you so much. And how can people reach out and say hi to you? Where where can they find you? I am on Instagram. It's Sarah, C as in Kat McKay, M-C-K-A-Y, and that's no H-S-A-R-A-C McKay. And uh, same with LinkedIn. I have my LinkedIn is uh, Sarah C. McKay as well. Perfect. Well, I will link to those both in the show notes at leaderassistant.com slash 179. So you guys can check out uh, Sarah's profile and reach out and say hi and connect. And, but yeah, thanks again, Sarah, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And thanks for being a uh, podcast listener as well. Thank you, Jeremy. This was wonderful. I appreciate you. Thanks for all that you do for us. Please review on Apple Podcasts. GoBullows.com